0: Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship Home Service. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ based in Wonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com. Now here is Pastor Werner Schwitz.
1: I know with my heart These wounds
0: my ransom. We'll now be going to Pastor Wenner who will be bringing us the sermon. Good morning everybody and welcome in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. It's so good to be together also in this way. We do not miss out on fellowship. This is fellowship. The Lord will bless us this morning. And also we have some greetings. A few days ago, we spoke with our dear brother in Limerick, in Ireland. And he said, give my regards or our regards, and he and his wife and to the church. And I would like to do it hereby our uh, well, greetings from our dear brother malcolmson and his dear wife god bless you all now this morning i want to preach on a very important thing jesus was walking on the water and let's read from matthew chapter 14 the verses 22 2 36 and we read here immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away after he had sent the crowds away he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray and when he was even it was evening he was there alone. But the boat was already a long distance from the land, weathering with the waves for the wind was contrary. And on the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to him saying, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Jesus, Peter said to him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, For you of little faith, why did you down? When they got into the boat, the wind stopped, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, you are certainly God's son. When they had crest- crossed over, they came to the land in Gaza, in Gennesaret. And then the men of that place recognized him. They sent words into all the surrounding districts and brought to him all, all who were sick. And they implored him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak. And as many as touched it were cured. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And Lord, this is a special time. We are together this morning. And Lord, I thank you that we, no, your spirit is here and lord as we read your word as we preach your word i pray that your holy spirit might move in everybody's life hallelujah whatever it might be lord i thank you that you will give me grace and to speak the word give grace o oh lord to listen to your word and also give grace to act upon your word your word is so powerful and we bless your wonderful name, hallelujah, Jesus is Lord, amen, amen. Now, anything happened in the New Testament and also with Jesus can often see also as a prophetic event in one way or another. The Bible can also, we can see here, there's a prophetic line what happened here when Jesus was meeting the disciples on the sea. There are only three groups of people in this, on this earth. And there is the church, secondly, Israel, and thirdly, the Gentiles. They're different nationalities but there are no different races and in these last days i almost get a little bit angry when they all speak about racism and so on it's a nonsense there are no different races on this earth god created all and the bible calls that what he created men or humanity that's so important and Jesus came and died for humanity. There are no different races. I heard about uh, Ray Comfort when he was preaching in the streets in America somewhere and he had hecklers and I know our dear brother James and those who are going with him, they like the hecklers because when hecklers are there, in uh, open air preaching, people will come and listen because they want to know what is going on here. And that gives attention to the speaker. Now he was speaking and all of a sudden, somebody said, where do the Chinese come from? And Ray Comfort, as quick as he is always from China, he said, and that's clear. Now, we are all the same race. There are no different races. Hallelujah. I have Chinese brothers and sisters, and I have people, brothers and sisters, from anywhere in the world, as long as they believe in Jesus and be born again by the Spirit of God. Now, we here see here something very interesting Jesus was in Israel and there were just a few people who understood who Jesus was. Jesus was and is the son of the living God and God always brought circumstances around so that Jesus's deity could be proven and people understood very clearly that Jesus really is the Son of God. Now, only a few people understood that Jesus was the Son of God, that he came from heaven to this earth in order to save us. It's very important. Now, we see here Jesus just fed the 5,000 people. And people were very, very high in emotion. And we read it in a parallel place, in John chapter six, verse 15. And we read them. so Jesus perceiving that they were intending to come and take him by force to make him king, withdrew to the mountain by himself, alone. So people were now thinking he is a prophet and he can feed the, the masses, the five thousand, and now they thought let's make him our king. Jesus knew there was something behind this, but Jesus very clearly saw it was not the time. Jesus knew his times and everything he did was according the time schedule of god that's so important that's why we can read sometimes jesus said it was not his time and this morning it is his time the lord is here now the question we must ask ourselves why did jesus refuse to become king perhaps dominionists nowadays, those who say, well, we have to set up the kingdom of God for Jesus. They can't understand why didn't Jesus take this opportunity. They would have said, Jesus, you are the king. Now start your kingdom. But Jesus didn't do it. The time was not there. Rick Warren, in his global peace plan, he can't understand it either. He is going his own way, and he thinks he is able to bring peace to this world. There will be no peace in this world till the Prince of Peace is going to come. And we know this day is very, very soon. Jesus is coming very soon. When we speak with friends around the globe, last night we spoke to a friend of mine in Germany, and he is retired, and many others, or we speak to, say, uh, the coming of the Lord is very, very soon. May it perhaps people from Germany, or people from Canada. And also we here in Australia, we know, These things we see now is a preparation of the coming of the Lord and also things that might come for the Antichrist. But we are not awaiting the Antichrist. I am awaiting Jesus and I want to be ready for Jesus when he comes. That's so important. Now it's very important to know The building of the kingdom of God is not been done by all the people of the earth. It's been done by Jesus and with those who have been born again. What do you want to do with someone not born again? Perhaps in the kingdom of God, he never will act accordingly to the kingdom of God And the principle of the kingdom of God is being given to us by the, yeah, we we read it, is given to us by the, uh, where Jesus said, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Now these things is the principle of the kingdom of God. It works differently than to the principles of this world. Jesus was not ready. Jesus wanted um, to be a king, but not now. Because Israel was not ready either. The Bible speaks very clearly about it, and we can read it in Hosea chapter 5, verse 15. I will go away and turn, return to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face. In their affliction, they will earnestly seek me. When Jesus went up to the mountain, this is a part and we can understand that he went up in the presence of God and couldn't do anything. And he didn't want to be the king of Israel as yet because the disciples were not read ready either. And we see it in one case: God can't use people with so quick with the trigger or the finger on the trigger. We see here Jesus came to a place in Samaria, and they didn't receive Jesus because. They didn't want to receive him because he was on the way to Jerusalem. And that somehow was for them an obstacle. And um, the disciples said it was James and John. And we read it in Luke chapter 9, verse 54 and 55. We read it there. Jesus was not welcomed there with a red carpet. Let me show this. When the disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what kind of spirit you are. The kingdom of God is going in a different kind of spirit than this world. And that's so very important. I pity every pastor with a carnal bore. I really do. Because carnality is not to rule in the church. I heard of Leonard Ravenhill, I hope you have heard of him. He was a man of God also and a clear preacher of the gospel. A pastor came to him and asked him for counseling. And the question was, what should I do with a carnal boy?" And his quick answer was this. Sectum. That's it. In the kingdom of God, we are working in the principles of God. Hallelujah. And that's the principle Jesus gave us very clearly. Jesus' disciples were not able to pray with him one hour as Jesus was in Gethsemane. And so, Those who want to be with Jesus in the kingdom of God need to have the spirit of God and need to be uh, uh, led by the Lord Jesus Christ. These disciples had no understanding of Jesus in that regard. Now we read also when Jesus went to heaven And uh, the disciples were around him. They had one question. The question was this. Lord, is this this time that you're restoring the kingdom of God? And what did Jesus, or kingdom of Israel rather, what did Jesus say? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses, hallelujah, you shall be my witnesses. Saddleback, the place from Rick Warren will not be the center of the kingdom of God. Jesus is going to rule the new kingdom of God from Jerusalem. And that's important to understand. Jesus himself was not ready. He would say, Why was Jesus not ready? Because his mission he had to do and accomplish on earth had to be done, and it was going to the cross. Jesus first had to fulfill his call as the son of Joseph. We do understand this terminology, son of of Joseph. That means Jesus, the suffering servant. And very interesting, we see here Joseph, the son of Jacob, prefigures the life of Jesus very clearly. And that's interesting. Jesus, although was often called by those who called upon him, Jesus, the son of David. But Jesus first had to fulfill the suffering servant's role, which he did. And Jesus was very clear in that. Now, Joseph prefigures the suffering servant, Jesus Christ. And we see it interesting. There are some parallels we can understand. Joseph was sold for 20 pieces of silver. Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver. Now, interesting, Joseph was condemned with two other criminals. The same thing with Jesus. Jesus was condemned to death on the cross on either side. Was a criminal, and we see one of the criminals from Joseph's time he got life, and the other was judged and was killed. And also, we see here Jesus, he was between these two robbers on the cross, and one acknowledged very clearly and said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom and jesus said clearly to him today you will be with me in paradise hallelujah it's very interesting with jesus first the cross and then the throne and it's the same thing with us as well if we have to suffer then we suffer with him and we will also rule with him. Now, when Jesus returned, and he saw his disciples on the sea and battling with the waves, Jesus appeared and the disciples were scared because they thought, this is a ghost. And Jesus said, do not be afraid in verse 28 and 29. We can read. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Very interesting. Peter didn't do anything on his own initiative, he didn't get out of the boat, but he said, Lord, command me. He was waiting for a command of the Lord. And the Lord said, Come. And that's so important. When we do something, we need to have the command of Jesus. And here we see it was so. Now there were still 12 Jewish people in the boat. And we see here a very interesting uh, development. Ever since Jesus went, to his place. Israel and the church are somehow persecuted. And interesting, Israel is persecuted by the, by the nations around them. The church is persecuted also by ungodly governments often. And we see very, very interesting. But one was there and he was called out. And we all know what this means, the called out one. Jesus called Peter, come. And that's interesting. The church is the ecclesia, that means the called out one. And the day is going to come where Jesus will call out all his people, the church, and we will be with him and forever with Him, hallelujah. It's very interesting. And at no circumstance, at, at no time, should the church become the ecclesia. Now I wanna explain the difference. There's the ecclesia, that's the outcalled called one. But the Bible gives us a picture very clearly about it and we read it in proverbs chapter 7. You don't have to go there and there's the story of a naive young man and he was being observed by somebody through the um, letters and this young man he went around and was in the night and there was a harlot and this harlot she went out to get someone. The Bible calls this young man a naive young man and he heard her and she said, well come into my place. And this is very, very dangerous. The church never ever will and should be called into something which is the harlot and the Bible speaks clearly about it. And we know all our dear brother who was with us once and he preached and he wrote the book. The book is being called, A Woman Writes the Beast. Dave Hunt understood the story very clear. And that's what the devil is doing to lure the church into the so-called great harlotry. And we must understand, now Peter came back with Jesus. Where did he come back to? Into the boat. And when Jesus and Peter came to the rest of the disciples in the boat, there was one thing that was very important. And they said, when Jesus came into the boat and he said to them, you are certainly God's son. It was now clear the things they saw before the eyes and what Jesus did, he must be the son of God. And that's an important The revelation of knowing Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Interesting, when Jesus came at the first time, Israel was not prepared. But Israel will wait for the Messiah who is going to come after they have repented, and this day could be any time. And as we observe also the development in the Near East, we say, see clearly the time is near. Jesus is coming, coming soon. Now we see Him. He is the Son of God, and everyone who calls upon Him the Son of God, shall be and will be saved. And then they came to the other side. And we read something here, verse 35 or 34. And when they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent word into all the surrounding districts and brought to him all who were sick, and they implored him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak. And as many as touched him were cured. Interesting, it was here that people wanted to touch the hem of his garment. Sometimes we pray Jesus touch him if somebody is ill or need help. But here we see it differently. These people, they were actually imploring him, said, Jesus, can we touch the hem of your garment? And those who touched the hem of his garment were healed, were cured. Hallelujah. Whatever your situation might be this morning, if you need to be cured or healed or whatever it might be, say, Lord, let me touch the hem of your garment. This is our action. We must come close to Jesus. And say, so, Lord, let me touch the hem of your garment. This woman with the issue of blood, she had it in her heart. If I only would be able to touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And she got healed. Hallelujah. Blessed be the wonderful and glorious name of jesus amen let's pray heavenly father i thank you for your word and lord this word is so important that we understand who you are you are the son of god all authority and power has been given unto you lord jesus i will thank you for that lord and whoever might now reach out to you by faith i pray lord Let this person, this brother, this this sister experience a wonderful, wonderful healing or whatever it might be, that the situation in which they are might be changed for a blessing for you in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Thank you. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and look for.